This is Anna, and welcome back to episode number 13. And I'm looking forward to sharing this particular um, revelation that I had fairly recently um, around humility. And this is something new for me. It's a confession I will make. Um, I have had a lot of, um, I guess you could say, pride that runs in my genes, so to speak, throughout my life, and a lot of desires for independence and um, just have a lot of like self-improvement, self-improvement. So like driven to excellence, driven to overachieve, driven, driven, driven to, um, I think a lot of it was not believing that I could just receive my self-worth from God himself without needing to earn it. Um, I knew in my head that I didn't need to earn it and it wasn't based on that, but I think I was still stuck in the conditioning that I needed to increase and um, try to figure stuff out and be worthy of love. So I think it's important to start with sharing from that place before I get into this amazing gift that I've noticed in just the last few days that I've been applying in my life. And um, it's been a beautiful gift that's come through um, some transformative cycles that I've been in lately. And there's been times in my life where I've, I've also had other humbling cycles, but the one I'm in right now is very unique because it's the most um, elevated place of, of awareness. And when I say that, I mean it's a very spiritual encounter so that I can appreciate it from a spiritual perspective while I'm going through it in a very human way. Um, so in that sense, it feels almost like it's like a divine gift that I didn't recognize before in my life. And I'm realizing it's an actually is a spiritual practice, a wise spiritual practice and strategy that we can use in our life that is incredible. And it's actually um, kind of similar to something I've heard before said about repentance, how it's something that's for us. And a lot of people sometimes think, well, I don't want to do that. Um, but it actually helps us to uh, get out of our own chaos so that we can get right back to God again and uh, be in one union with him again and so it's for us to get out of the, the muck and the fog and the, the yuckiness and the entrapments we created for ourselves through our resistance so uh, similarly humil- humility I believe is like that as well um, where a lot of people who aren't used to that um, they will feel I'm not so sure about that, you know, like the, that's that's how I viewed it initially was I wasn't so sure if I liked that idea about what that word truly meant. But now, like I said, it, it feels like a blessing that I can't believe how often I walked past it, resisting it. And now I'm looking at it entirely differently, as I said, as an actual wise spiritual practice and as a strategy we can use to actually overcome the enemy strongholds and um, what can sometimes get in the way of relationships as well, which can be um, just any sorts of in-between sort of illusions or challenges or strongholds that the enemy might try to trick both sides on. So let me start with some scriptures around humility. John 3.30 in the English Standard Version says, He must increase, but I must decrease. 
I think this is a really great verse to start off with. Think of it as a letterhead of our lives, that this needs to be at the top. The, the constant reminder that it's all about Christ, it's all about Christ. Um, I was uh, changing some of my creative works earlier, and I just came up with this phrase after tweaking it for a bit. I celebrate Christ's glory covenant. I am celebrating Christ's glory coming into my life right now. And if it just, realizing that I'm a celebration spirit, and I've struggled for so long in my life to be able to celebrate, um, it's amazing that it's coming to light that I am celebrating Christ at the head of all celebrations in my life now, which is how it was always intended to be. So once again, there's this clarity that's just coming through so sharply in such a beautiful, precise sort of way that's guiding my path now. And it's like this cascading light that's pouring through that has such purity to it and divine direction that it makes it so it makes it so um, peaceful and content to see it and to walk further in it not worrying about anything else going on in my life right now but seeing it and, and really appreciating that that is my vision and I can count on that light to keep moving for me and to keep being favoring me because of Christ's love in my life. I'm going to share a couple quotes and a little bit more. I want to talk about humility as well and how it's a freedom for us. A few quotes that I found uh, recently around this is here. Success is not a good teacher. Failure makes you humble. That is by Shah Rukh Khan. And then this other one. Blessed are they who see beautiful things in humble places where other people see nothing. And that's by Camille Pissarro. And then a note that I wrote down for myself was this. Humility is freedom and blesses us and our relationships. Now before I get further into some of these scriptures I'm going to share as well, I'm going to talk about how oftentimes when humility is coming through is when we're experiencing like an ending around something or a shift where we're being asked to come to the next level in our life. And so it can feel terrifying because of both seeing the ending that's coming or knowing that a part of something in us has ended that was needed to end, that was unhealthy. Um, And a new ground that's forming. So it doesn't always mean separation. It just simply means there's something in us that had to come to um, the end of itself so that it could come up to a higher level, so that we could rise up and mature, mature more or to come up and elevate above that situation or to take things to a greater commitment level, that sort of thing. But this is new ground for a lot of us right now. It's a new language, it's a new ground. So I want to put this encouragement out there along with humility as an invitation to um, do not be terrified of this new ground. I know I was terrified of this new ground. You know, I keep being terrified of this new ground as I've been thinking of it in the last day or two around some, some things to do with in my life I'm going through right now. And it's, it's because it's triggering certain things in our life that want to have a different response, not a reaction, response.
And remember, we're in 33 days of responsiveness with our heart and soul. So we're already on target and we're already building this momentum now for cultivating this responsiveness rather than reactivity around anything. So this is good. It's creating an environment and atmosphere that is in our favor that's going to help us to look at things differently than somebody else might who's not intentionally in a responsive space. So when we're feeling terrified of this new ground and just how in the last episode I was talking about kind of like a tower that's old and it's broken down and it's a system that needs to be changed out. At the same parallel, this is what's happening for us as we look up, we turn from the broken tower of our past life and we turn our eyes. There's even a scripture that says that and a song as well where it says, turn your eyes is an intentional act of faith to turn your eyes and look up. And when you do that, you will see by faith this next scripture verse, Proverbs 18.10, which says in the New International Version, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Now, isn't that beautiful? The same time that there's a breaking tower, that's just, it's served its purpose. It's time to let go of all the references because it was linked to so many old conditionings, past behaviors, past cycles, past patterns. Um, Anything that's for us has to upgrade into this new system, which is the Lord's tower, for there to be the blessing that remains and for there to be new growth and for the gospel to go forth because we need to live from a different place. The old is not working. Um, We are coming into the new covenant of love. In Joshua 1.9, in the... uh, New Living Translation, it says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. This is being said to Joshua. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I know I needed reminded of that in my spirit. Um, you know, like I said, when with the feeling terrified of new ground, um, I've been afraid lately because um, I shouldn't be. I mean, I need to just trust my heart language um it's it's really kind of strange because i'm great at writing and like channeling with the spirit the holy spirit and even being spontaneous with talking it doesn't bother me too much if i know i'm meant to do something in that timing it's it's very much attuned with the holy spirit but sometimes because of the challenges i've had with some relation relationships or relate relating And some of the addictions and that I had before and some of the reflexes I had before the confidence wasn't fully back yet that's it's still returning and so there's parts of me that feel terrified where I feel like I'm not able to communicate as clearly just human to human with others right now like I'm afraid of messing up so the more you think about that the more easier it is to mess up So this is something I have to trust and continue to pray about, that God gives me strength and grace and begins to restore my confidence around language and how to master language in a way that's, um, it's not really mastering it, um, but it's, um, it's learning to flow from the heart 
and not get stuck between the heart and the brain and what you're trying to say and that kind of thing but there is a part of me that feels like I'm terrified of this new ground where I see where I want to grow I see how I need to communicate better I need to be more careful with my words I need to be you know I see all this growth potential but I'm also terrified because it's like brand new to me this way that I want I feel that I'm meant to grow in um, so if you're terrified today I want to encourage you this because it's a new territory that you're coming into and I'm also getting the fact that like um, it's it's not coincidence that often this very territory is linked with something that was part of the past that was the um, Maybe there was abuses there in your generational line, or maybe there was something in your line that um, had been out of balance, and so it maybe also is part of the generational sins that's taken its toll um, as well. Um, for example, my dad and my grandpa, they, they both, there was some power issues there, and there was also issues with... Um, speaking and with um, voice and some abuse in that so it's it's like I always know that and so I think even though God has shown me that I have strengths with voice and with um, communication I think my confidence has been lost a lot because I'm afraid and I have healthy fears of not um, of, of being the, the change maker where the, oh, the past generation it stops with me and, and, and I'm like the new generation where the blessing shifts over. And this isn't to, you know, point out failures in others. Like, we're all human. Um, but ever since Adam, you know, there is that curse there. So, so to, but to make sure that we are owning our bloodline, repenting for those curses and those things that weren't aligned properly, and to say, God, please make me the difference maker not for my glory, but for yours. So it's important that we understand that's also a place of humility and not turning our head and pretending it never happened. Like, it'd be like if somebody had a history in their family of alcoholism and they said, oh, I don't want to talk about it, you know, like it has nothing to do with me because I'm spiritual now. It, it does, though, because even if they don't have a problem with it, perhaps somehow maybe they're calling is to maybe they'll be exposed to that at some time when they're calling but if they refuse to accept and to speak um, life over that and be aware of it consciously it could become something that could sneak in for them as well so it's good to be aware and humble about what we do know about our genetic line without giving it the power knowing that our spiritual bloodline through Christ overrides it and we receive that new DNA so it's both it's it's receiving the new and upgrading the old software of the old conditioning the old man and we become the new man rising together to join Christ and God in this higher tower so I hope that makes sense around this topic um, now I want to jump down and share a little bit more about humility and something I was shown today that was really really I mean I even applied it and I don't know the outcome yet, but I feel peace about it, knowing I did the right thing. 
and that I did more than was expected of me. Um, so first let me share this. Uh, it, this is a quote. It says, you're doing far better than you give yourself credit for. Take a moment to count your blessings. You truly are a resilient, unstoppable, and dynamic spirit. So we need to encourage ourselves, even in places of humility, that we don't have to get it always perfect. We don't have to be excellent all the time. And, you know, we can love our humanness. And this is something I've just been doing lately. Like, this is brand new for me. I actually am starting to love myself as a human. Like, it's an intentional thing. Um, And I just, I didn't really before love the humanity part. But now I don't, I don't have judgment there. Um, and, and when you can feel that way about yourself, that means you can feel that way about others. I've, I've noticed my compassion increase lately towards myself and to others. And it changes everything when you can soften and view things differently to where you can see what's really going on in a situation. Even if you don't know the whole of it, you can, you can choose to be compassionate and hold space for somebody even if you know they're still making their mind up about something and they might not make the best decision that might involve you it's still okay um, it's humility that's loving without expecting a certain outcome it's allowing people to be who they are around you and love them anyways and you staying humble and being okay with being that honorable container of humility regardless of the outcome so um this is the other strategy that is a spiritual kind of a ha that i was shown today around humility and how we can use it as almost like a weapon against the spiritual enemy himself um i call it a strategy more so in terms of with people but it's actually a weapon i believe because it reflects intimacy with God that we choose to be humble and receive that um, that war weapon, basically, against the enemy. So um, I know there's been a lot of communication issues lately in just the collective. I can sense it. Just I can often read patterns well, like if I'm on my social media and stuff, just even scrolling some of the feeds, I can pick up on like a lot of inspirational sites. It's always similar themes. And communication is like... There's a lot of like communication issues with relationships right now. And so um, Leviathan is, um, this, is a spirit that is um, kind of like the snake. And I don't, I don't know tons about it, but I know enough to know that it's um, Lucifer the enemy, and he is also referred to as Leviathan, the Leviathan spirit as well, that moves around on the earth that this this particular spirit of the enemy it affects communication like it loves to twist words of what people say to make there be division and separation and um, so if you're struggling with communication and you know about this you know that it's because you're being terrified because you're afraid of being misunderstood by somebody because of Leviathan who's like um, you know doing his thing so um, the reason I'm sharing that is I realized that it's like if you notice there's 
always going to be something in the room so to speak that's not positive there's going to be negativity at times around us we have a choice to make we can either we can't get rid of all negativity right so we have a choice to make are we going to look to the positive and who is the kindreds in the room or are we going to always look for the negative that's kind of like leviathan only worse it's like evil itself so stay with me here because this is really powerful what i'm going to say i was shown that in the spirit this is a strategy this is a weapon if we leave leviathan alone and focus on our humility and being our best shining bright self in the spirit and and then if we do have a situation that's relational or there might have been a misunderstanding or there might have been something that you can sense there's a leviathan spirit that's trying to divide what you can do then, and I already applied this and did this, and it was amazing. Um, even though I have no outcome yet, I feel great. Um, because I, I, I'm testing this, and I believe it's true. I'm not focusing on Leviathan. I'm focusing on humility, which is a blessing. It's, a, it's my soul's birthright. It's my soul's birthright atmosphere that is it's beautiful. What it does is it creates a pure space. It's like it creates this pure shield around you when you're humble. And from that place of being your shining, bright, best self in the Holy Spirit, then if you take a step forward to reach out in love and to say something humbly that's put on your heart if you are nudged to do so, what you are, what you are deciding to do then is to reveal in that moment who or what you value, right? So you're not focusing on Leviathan. You're positioned in humility. You are putting on the, the cloak of light, which is in the Holy Spirit. You are embodying love. You're choosing love. And now you're going to choose what or who you're going to value. So you're making a choice. Who is it this person that, has a, that you have uh, this ability to communicate with and to express love? that might break through the Leviathan, right? Because you are taking an extra step of faith and you are expressing your great love and not focusing on the war, not focusing on um, the twist of words and stuff, but focusing on your heart to their heart. You're making that jump. And in some other cases, it might not be about a person, but rather what you value. So if you're coming up against something where there's been a lot of Leviathan spirit around that's been twisting all these words and all these falsities and it's not true you can choose what you value and become an advocate and stand strong and stand firm and speak out against uh, against it by speaking what you value so i hope that makes sense you may you might need to back it up and listen a little bit more if not but i i really really experienced a big aha over that and it was so impressive upon my spirit because I applied it to an actual situation and um, and, and I want to share one more thing as well that totally blew my mind in a good way and it was to do with how there is um, I don't know a lot about this but there is avoidant and anxious uh styles of communication and so if you find yourself in 
a communication challenge with somebody right now where you feel that Leviathan has been like trying to twist words and this and that. If you, if you are an anxious style um, of communicator or um, what was the other word I said? Anxious? Anxious or... Um, goodness, I just forgot. Um, if you are the anxious one or the avoidant, apparently, I studied this tonight and it was incredible, that the, the one who's the avoidant one, so let's say you're an anxious one and you want to just solve the problem. If you're in a relationship with somebody who you're having a misunderstanding with right now and they are the type to avoid when there's conflict or when there's just misunderstanding, they will pull back almost double as far but apparently, while they're doing that, there is actually, what they actually want from you is for you to come forward and to tell them that, like, this is if it's true. But if it is very true, and it's just been levy and playing around, trying to mess between you both, you can genuinely step forward and realize that they need you to re-express your love for them because they're doubting their esteem, their self-worth, their value. And so when you step forward and you tell them, I really, truly love you, please, but take as long, and I'm, I'm here and I'm ready for you when you're ready to talk. I want you to know you're safe. You're safe with me. You can process what you need to process, but just know that I'm here for you when you're ready. But express your love and your value for that person even more. So... What it does then is, if that's genuinely true, they'll be able to feel that. And, and they will begin to feel their cup filled up more so, and then they'll be able to respond and tell you, yes, I do love you too. And, but, I mean, they still are going to need time. But they need you to step forward and to tell you, no, I love you, like I really do. Like, and, and that's just so different because if a person is anxious and they want to just solve it, and then they feel the other one's withdrawing. Sometimes they can just wait and think, well, they don't want me either. And then they're, can you see how that could be a problem? Because what if, if Leviathan wins in that situation, and no, none of them does anything, because the one has low self-worth and doesn't feel valued anymore because of the misunderstanding, and then the other one feels the other one doesn't really want them, is not willing to fight for them. Can you see how the enemy could take a perfectly good relationship Maybe it's been going on for years and it was perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden there's a gap there and there's a misunderstanding because of the Leviathan spirit. And they, one has anxious style and the other has avoidance style. But what they both crave is true social connection, intimacy and love. So someone needs to take a faith step before too much time passes. Otherwise no one feels safe and you can't build a foundation on that. So, um, so yeah, it's just powerful. And I've been feeling a lot of that today too. It's a gift from someone else who, who reached out to me. It felt so good to feel valued. And then I was able to do something similar as well, uh, feeling in my spirit that I was going to go visit my family again next spring. And just telling my mom that, it just made her world. She was just so shocked and so happy and inside. And so... And I see now it's because she too was aching for value and she loves family and we 
didn't know when we'd see each other next. So it's good that we take these steps of intuitive spirit nudging, of speaking value into one another's life, and really making that a priority going forward to build community again. There's been so much um, confidence lost for many of us this year. There's just been a lot of things, juggling new stuff and uncertainty about the future. But we do have our faith and we do have all of these spirit qualities that we can draw upon for um, to use as weapons against the enemy and to use it as spiritual strategy. So I really hope that this encourages you today, that you will remember that humility is a blessing. Use it. Use it to your benefit to be the one, first one to reach out when there's misunderstandings, even if you didn't feel it was fair, even if you felt like you didn't even ever have bad intentions. It doesn't matter. Put on humility. Receive the light of Christ. Clothe yourself in the Holy Spirit. Allow yourself to be in the presence of love. And take that out into the world and be willing to be the difference who, who does the extra step without even minding that it's the extra step. Knowing that it could make the difference in that relationship. It could make the difference for that person to feel true value. And um, all it takes is one. For every one person that does that, the ripple just continues and it's really beautiful. So that's how we can all feel stronger again. And it all comes back to humility and um, humility brings honor. So thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this and uh, I will see you in the next episode, episode uh, 14 coming up and have a wonderful evening. Lots of love. Take care.